0: means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.
1: Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. I have a returning guest who is uh, very interesting to me, uh, Kumar Garov. We talked last time about his uh, other company, Auxessis Group. This time, we're going to be talking about Kasha, C-A-S-H-A-A. Is uh, the founder and CEO of this other initiative. So uh, Kumar, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing very well. How are you? Yeah,
1: good, man. Thanks. Thanks for coming again.
2: So Thank tell me about Kasha.
1: What What do you guys do there?
2: So, Kasha is 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 more a consumer-centric application, and it's uh, it's it's one of the product. Uh, so it's, it's here's the thing. I was in the industry from three three and a half years. Obviously, build companies, and these companies are now serving government, which we talked last time, uh, mostly enterprise. But one thing which was was not okay to me while doing all those three is that still we don't see any consumer-centric applications coming out on a blockchain which can really simplify our users' life. And when I say the users' life, I mean the average consumer on a planet. So that's something that something is still missing in the blockchain industry, and that's what led to me. So one year ago, I say my company that okay, guys, we are good doing good in the enterprise. How about now, you can continue with this enterprise edition, and we have everything going. And I can go out, and I want to build something which is more more consumer-centric, affordable. Uh, obviously, the question is, was that in which industry I want to build. And because my interaction with the financial industry and, and the Bitcoin was too close, so I decided to take some of my problem which I had. Like, when I when I moved to, to London or to Europe, I had a difficulty getting bank account, uh, expensive services when I tried to send money home. So I had my own experience as a consumer, and, and these these experiences led me to put a foundation of a company where I thought I need to build a company which will be a gateway for all such consumer-centric applications, which will lead to the adoption of blockchain industry. But adoption in a way that the tech, the average consumer does not need to know much about technology. And that's today the cash is.
1: When, so you say they don't need to know much about technology. So what will, what will the user experience be like? And how does that compare to current technologies you see right now where it's confusing or difficult to yeah. use? You know, give me some details there.
2: Sure. So if you see the current technology. So in a current technology, we, we are talking about blockchain or let's take a, a stake on a Bitcoin. When you take a stake on a Bitcoin, you have your private keys management. There is not very nice UI which you can manage. Uh, and then the third problem, which is a very big problem, is the legal usability, so legal implementation. So you have three sided problem, which one, poor usability. Second, tell me which Bitcoin or blockchain related startup really had a good customer centric approach or a customer center to solve the problem. Like you, the service you get in any, <laughs> any, any companies like TransferWise or any big um, uh, the startups, which are non blockchain based. Uh, and the third was the improper legal implications. So a lot of average consumers are still afraid of using Bitcoin or Bitcoin or any blockchain-related products. And, hmm. and these are the three problems. So if you see how I put the foundation of a cashier, the first thing was obviously that we have to make something which is very, very simple to use. So let's take an example of what we did. In, in February, when we started our beta for the first three months, we acquired more than 12,000 users on a platform. And together, they did the beta test of transferring 10 million US dollars in that period. And if you see the process, how this was happened, any of these people have even no zero idea that what is blockchain and what is Bitcoin. Without knowing, they did this and they received the value out of it. And what was the value achieved during this remittance process? That they able to send money back home at a zero fee and best exchange rate in the market. And that's how I see a technology should behave when it has to work in a consumer space. To take an example, when you, when you use Google or any such devices, you don't want to know how the AI works, how the algorithmic systems work. What you know that I have to go to home, and this is my nice app called Google Map, and I'm going to put destination, and it's going to take me to the home. Correct? You don't want to know okay. much about that, how the cal- path calculation, What how the... Sort of path route has been calculated, and and different algorithm which you use to do that, and that's what I mean with the use nice user experience where user need to put what is his destination and what is his source and done. rest thing need to done by the technology itself.
1: Hmm. Okay, yeah, I spoke to um, a company called Abra A B R A, and they they kind of have a similar premise. They want to be able to uh, allow people to send and receive money in their own currency and not even know that, you know, Bitcoin, for instance, was used as a payment rail. So it sounds like, you know, you want to create those same experiences where people can do things in a way they're accustomed to. Yes, the blockchain will be behind it and we'll get all the benefits from it, but they won't have to even worry about the guts of the machine. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, perfect. So you can compare, Say you can say that Abra is another product in a market with a similar remittance promise. Uh, But while how we differentiate us from the ABRA is obviously the how our algorithms works behind the scene. So, because that's create a, a system. So you can have many things to do the same thing. But obviously efficiency of the system depends on that how it actually it works behind the scene. So that's one maybe more technical difference. But other than that, we are not just the remittance player. We started as a remittance. But once we establish us into the market, so the Casha new product which is coming out, Kasha is based on four fundamental principles. So if we see the vision of the Casha is now much bigger than the remittance. And the first vision is that we have to build product, a banking, we have to power banking solution for banked and unbanked people. And banking solutions could go more bigger and banking products are much more bigger than just having a remittance uh, or a foreign remittance. Second. We want to empower people a global community who is right now involved in the blockchain or bitcoin space to enable their to enable an investment opportunity to the places where the invest the investment is required So you can from a product Mm -hmm. side you can imagine something a micro lending platform And why we have because of the market which we acquired so in our beta test five markets was shown exponential growth during our model during the beta test uk europe some, some of the european countries yeah. india nigeria and indonesia now if you see india india have more than 200 million of unbanked population alone getting wow. us one license which we have give us access to 1.2 billion people who wow. are who 1.2 billion people in which 200 million people are unbanked so and, and and second problem which the indian community have that you have interest rates which are enormously high it's expensive so uh, 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 if you are a, if you are enough poor <laughs> i'm sorry i if you, but it's it's really funny if you are enough poor maybe you can end up paying 20 to 25% interest rate cool. so imagine now imagine a product like kasha who can empower people like us in a self living in a self sufficient society where we have enough and we want to obviously grow the money in in a sustainable way if you have a product where you can put you can lend money to these people Obviously, uh, you need an infrastructure first, which is provided by Kasha. You need a legal infrastructure, which is provided by Kasha, so that you can lend the money and you can get, obviously, better rate of return what you are getting in your home country or wherever you are, but at the same time, helping these people to get uh, affordable loan service. And that's a microloan product which we are building, really focused for Indian market, which can leverage the entire cryptocurrency industry, which we build around the world to help and get benefit both the way. So these are the two main products which we are focusing in, we can say 2018. Uh, While our sending market will remain UK because that's where we are very strong. In Europe, we are uh, talking about acquiring a e-money license which will give us almost access to give any European citizen a bank account. So, and these things will be done. And in Europe, our target market is the immigrants which are coming to Europe. So imagine a world where you enter into Europe. You got food, shelter, and bank account through Casha. There you go. So we don't. So if a government is empowering to give you food and clothes and shelter, Casha will empower all these migrants by giving them the financial applications, so that they can use this to send money back to home, so that their friends and family can live the same respectful life which they deserve.
1: Hmm. So it's initially going to start in Europe and not in the U.S. for people to be able no. to do remittances.
2: Uh, No, U.S. is not our target market until 2020. So it's in our roadmap, but around 2020.
1: All right, but initially it'll be Europe sending remittances back to India.
2: Yeah, so initially it will be Europe and U.K. sending uh, sending remittance to Asia, starting from India, Indonesia, Philippines. Uh, in in Philippines, we have a, an incredible customer base. So we just acquired uh, a partner who are providing us 18,000 payout locations in Philippines. So uh, we are working aggressively, mostly a strategic relation with the business. So business to business relations, which help us to acquire not only the customer, huge customer at the same time, but also a huge infrastructure uh, uh, building for Casha Network.
1: And um a remittance work right now, you know, for people that don't know, I know because I've done interviews on it. But for the average listener, they may not know. So what's it like to uh, send and receive a remittance right now? You know, What are some of the parameters just so people get an idea of how difficult and painful it is?
2: a, uh, I, I, uh, So remittance, it depends on the country to country. So just give an example from average send a remittance fee. So world, if you take a world average right now, a remittance fee is around 7.5% it's a global average. But it changes from country to country. Like an average remittance fee from a developed country to India is around 5%. While an average fee to send money from a developed country like US and Europe to Asia, uh, sorry, in Africa, in some of the countries, are around 17 to 18%. It's enormously high money. So this is, this, the fee is the one thing which kills Anyone who is using the service, but the point is that there is no other solution to allow You have to have used these services because you have to pay your friends and family, and this money is not just to have them enjoy it's money in some of these cases, the money is for their basic survival. so people left with no choice to use this for, they were forced to use these services and pay this unsaid taxes. Now, if you mm-hmm. come to the challenge side from the banking, obviously then banks are going to ask you unnecessary paperwork. I will not say unnecessary. But yeah, obviously, it's a slow process. You say that some of the time moving money from a banking channel take up to three, four, and five days, working days. Uh, some of the cases, it takes too much time that maybe the money is not good enough by the time it arrives. So you see there is a dual problem. One, you pay a huge fee. And second, still the money is not reaching on a time. And the third which, which is almost comes in built in the fee structure is that you never get a transparent rate. But that's some of the problems has been already been solved by uh, good companies. Like I'm a fan of this company called TransferWise or Zoom, mm. which, is, which, which is doing very, very incredible service and trying to solve these problems. So I think that part of the piece has been already solved by TransferWise, Duke, the transparency side. Um, while, but still there is a fee concern, is, which is still, they, they're able to cut down a fee, a lot, I will say a lot, but it's still it's a higher, which a blockchain-based system can cut down.
1: Okay what is, what is going to be the uh, uh, the possible percentage fees under your program you know and you know the time involved, uh, will people have to go to an office to send money and then go to an office to pick it up, or will they be able to just do it through a smartphone and have to go nowhere? You know, tell me what it's going to be like under the new paradigm of what you guys are doing.
2: It will be a mix of both what you mentioned like in Africa, we will have uh, a payment delivery happening through the mobile phone where you have M money. So mobile money where it can be delivered uh, we are using partnering with telcos where you can deliver mobile money while uh, like countries like philippines where we talk about the society is more cash based we are setting up these thousands of locations where people can find one of their location convenient location near their home to go and pick the money uh while in countries like india where we are seeing that now we have a good infrastructure and banks are, are doing a great job uh, we can uh, uh, we we are trying to deliver money directly into the bank account so it's it's it would be a mix of um, say different solutions based on different markets. Now, coming to the fee side, uh, it would be too early to say what will be the exact fee, but based on the sum of the stats which we had on the beta test, and, uh, average fee which we charged during this this, uh, this program of, uh, uh, of three months where we tested our platform to move around, we used around 2,113 Bitcoins, which worth around 8 to 10 million US dollars. And we saw that the average fee to move was around half percent to 1%.
1: Okay, that's a lot better than 7% or 10 or 20 or, you know, who knows what. Well, very good. So what uh, of your programs, which one is the first one to come and when will people be able to start using it, you know, either in beta or live?
2: So, uh, so here's the thing. So once we validated that uh, we have, we got a nice business model, we have a working prototype, which actually differentiate us than any blockchain startup in the community. And uh, we are not just a white paper-based startup. We have an MVP, which has been tested. Uh, obviously, as an ambitious startup, we want to add more and more services and make it more simpler and easier to use. Uh, but one thing which we still, which is stopping us is the regulatory challenge to acquire proper licenses in these jurisdictions. Uh, and that's where now we are starting our ico next week where we are uh, mostly focusing on four different corridors so europe uk india and in africa starting from south africa and nigeria so these will be the initial uh, channels where we will start uh, in europe we will be act more like a limited kind of bank system where we can give give people events with the with the prepaid cards uh, while on in India, we have a similar ambitious program with, where we are talking with the government to launch these kind of prepaid cards backed on blockchain uh, to launch so that people can have a, a, a nice set of tools where cash and cash and digital go hand on hand. so you have a very nice card where you can withdraw money anytime, but at the same time yeah. when you have cash, you can put money anytime into the card because this will in india we we are going towards this digital India vision Correct. we have a very nice vision of a digital India. So uh, and government is quite very su- supportive this time. So I see this is the perfect time for us to launch our initiative, and and support the government to the Digital India initiative.
1: Okay, all right, well, very good. Um, how are people going to know about uh, about Casha when it's uh, when it's available? What channels are you going to uh, communicate with people with first or through first?
2: Uh, so the first channel which we are communicating, obviously, it's through the ICO. So we are also opening a part of fund for the public sale. Uh, although uh, it's it's a balance where we are having 60% coming institutional and VC's funding, more institutional kind of investors. But we are opening mm-hmm. our ICO where we are allowing community to participate, maximum up to 10 ether. So we have a higher limit. It's maybe strange that we uh, uh, ICO a company going in ICO is telling that we want to limit people to maximum put only 10 ether, not more than that. And the reason for this that so that we can have more and more people take the advantage of the ICO and acquire the cash of coins uh, to build a community around. So, the, because the whole promise of the ICO and this coin system is that we, we have, so in, in in a traditional system, if you see, there are three stakeholders, correct? You have first, customer, second, uh, a company who build the service, and third, investors. But the problem in this old infrastructure is that there is a total misalignment of all those three people. Customer always wants cheaper and cheaper service, while company want to pay, or employees want to get paid a good salary, while investor wants a high return, <laughs> which sounds right. completely not aligned, because it's it's something which is not aligned. How you are going to achieve all those three in the same company? But while mm-hmm. you see the what ICO is promising or the, the company is built on ICO, that if you are a part of community, say Kasha community, there is a way that all these things, three things, are now coming into. All these three things are now coming into an, al- an alignment where people can feel a part of the community instead of more feeling as a customer and in return there is all, all uh, there is uh, a incentive to to act in this way correct so okay. and that's why we want to obviously build a first community around kasha so that the kasha can go uh, take the advantage of this community and then we have a different obviously pr and different uh, media promotions which will Obviously, we will do time to time, depending on market to market.
1: Well, very good. So, um, how can listeners find out more and maybe get on a list to participate uh, as soon as these programs are available?
2: I just keep keep hold tight and keep following us on Twitter. We are at Kasha at Twitter. We are on different social media. The best way is to reach us through our website. We are keep updating our web, uh, our users that what's going to happen. Uh, what are our mission vision where we are we have a complete detailed roadmap which is going to publish next monday uh, on the website so we encourage the community to come have a look on a roadmap and see that uh, they want to add something some services they want early or later we are we will love to adjust the roadmap based on the the feedback of our community but we have do have a detailed roadmap for next 2 years what we want to build and achieve and how the existing products like remittance will help consumer in India, Nigeria, and South Africa market. And we love to have the, the feedback of the community on that.
1: Okay, very good. And it's Casha, C-A-S-H-A-A. Wonderful. Is your handle product. on Twitter?
2: Yes, it's in, 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 in all the social network. we are C-A-S-H-A-A-L-T-D. Casha LTD.
1: LTD, okay. Yeah. Great. All right, Kumar. Well, very good. Well, I appreciate you coming on the
0: podcast again. And thank you. And I'm-
2: Thank you so much. Very kind. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: The Bitcoin, Ethereum and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17 and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto to hear directly from the top minds in this field.